Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Great to be with you, church, wherever you are, watching church this morning. Uh, it's, a, it's a privilege to, to come into your homes and to, and to um, share the Word of God and to consider some of the great wisdom uh, that, that the Lord has for us this morning. And a couple of weeks ago, we started a, uh, a walk through the book of 2 Timothy and just chapter, the second chapter. And we're going to continue with that today, but we, we launched it out of that first amazing verse that says, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And it's such an important thing for us as believers to, to grasp because any strength outside of the grace that is in Christ Jesus uh, is has a, has a time limit on it. And uh, so let's get attached to the grace of God in our lives and, and become strong in it. But before we get started this morning, I want to I just for us to consider briefly how we read the Bible. Because, you know, some, something we do when it comes to God and His Word is we, we, we look for answers to our current situation or our current challenges. And there's nothing wrong with that, but, but uh, we can get caught sometimes looking for answers instead of looking for God himself who is the answer to all challenges and life so i just thought I'd, I'd just highlight three areas that to consider when you're reading the bible and you know the first one just simply be an observer and you know and consider who's speaking to whom about what and when and where that's one of the key things sometimes it's nice just to appreciate who's speaking and to whom they're speaking and and where those people lived and and what time of life it was and what the culture was and all those amazing aspects and just simply be an observer and appreciate what an amazing piece of history that you're reading before you step into the next to the next level which in the, which is the second thing which is consider the meaning uh, around the context of, of the broader picture of God's word, God's nature and his character. Because as we, as we, as we zone in on one verse sometimes, we can get caught uh, taking it out of context. So I encourage you, consider the nature and the character and the magnificence of the creator with everything that you read. And then finally, the third thing, you know, consider then if there's anything that needs to apply to your life. Are you being challenged? Are you being rebuked? Are you being taught something? What is it? And, uh, and, and then after that, um, you're, you're filled with, with the, the, the concepts and the context and the history of God's word before you go looking for answers. Because it's great to know the author uh, before you look for the wisdom of the author. So be encouraged there. But let's pick it up in uh, 2 Timothy 2 verse 14. Remind them of these things, Paul says to Timothy, charging them. Before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a, walk, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past and they overthrow the faith of some. Why don't we leave it there this morning and, and, and just launch into that? Because what we, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago that was rudely interrupted by the, the boss frog, Andy Goulet, last week, but we will, we'll forgive him for his message and step straight back into, into 2 Timothy. Uh, he was, he was, Paul was, was encouraging 
Timothy in the tough side of ministry, in the, you know, in the sacrifice and the suffering and the challenges of ministry. And this week, Paul, Paul shifts direction to Timothy as a worker. And, and let's be encouraged around that this morning. So verse 14, remind them, who's them? Them is the faithful people. That's you and I. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. The challenge here is to remind them of those things which they already know. This is the real work of ministers. A lot of times we get caught as ministers, and you might get caught as a believer too, looking for, constantly looking for new information and new, new facts about God and new facts about this and new revelations of the Bible. A lot of the time we need to be reminded about those things that we already know. Deep in our heart of hearts, we know that, that the core of life is dedicating that life to the glory of God and the well-being of those around us. Most of the time that wisdom is already deeply embedded, but we want a different version of it. We want a different package. We want to answer a problem today instead of build a relationship over here that, that, re, that rears that problem less significant in our lives. Let me remind you this with the question. Is your daily life an act of worship? When you, when you do anything, is it an act of worship? And I know, you know, for you and me both, the answer to that question is not all of the time. So, you know, so here I am today reminding you that the key to life and the key to scriptures and the key to your relationships with God and with each other is to live a life of worship. Not just singing songs on Sundays, uh, not, just, not just having worship music playing, but a life that is a song unto the Lord. And then he comes to the challenge after that. To stop arguing about words. Consider this, church. The book, the Bible, this book here, the Word of God, the Sword of the Spirit. It's the most powerful document of all time. Because it's living. Because it's timeless. Why? Because it, along with its author, is eternal. Yet here's the amazing thing. We can take these eternal words, we can take these, these, these eternal truths about freedom and we can take them selflessly or we can take them selfishly. And I want to encourage you this morning out of, you know, Galatians 5.13 says this, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. See, most of the arguing that we have in life and, and, and as believers around Scripture, you know, are, are predominantly resolved by a life that is fully surrendered to God. The things that we argue about, the things that we, that we want to defend, the things that we want to uh, challenge other people on really fall by the wayside as we focus on Him, as we seek first the kingdom of God. All A lot of these other things that we're arguing about, that we're fighting for, that we're striving for, become less relevant because the Lord takes care of those things as we focus solely and wholly on Him. I know most of the time I'm arguing that I'm right and that you are wrong. And, uh, and you're doing the same with me, I'm sure. So I ask myself in the argument, or generally after the argument, who was I defending? What was I defending? Was I defending God was I defending my experience? Was I defending that? Did I, did I get halfway through an argument, realize I was wrong, but I was so into it I just needed to win the argument? 
this answer to this question tells me so much about myself and unfortunately for me generally uh, leads me to give someone a call and apologize to them after the conversation but let's move on to verse 15 be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth church there's a point in your relationship with God that you transition from being a, a weary and heavy laden recipient of God's mission to being part of that mission and we actually call it the co-mission Jesus sent us out we call it, we, we we title this passage of scripture the great commission of God we become co-missioners with God on his mission at some point you transition into that and the the key point here is to be diligent it says be diligent that is have a focused effort not not to study the answers of God but to study the way God does things and then take steps of faith in that direction be diligent to present yourself approved to God be diligent be fo have a focused intent have a focused effort to study the way God does things we sometimes we're so busy trying to find the answers that we need to win our argument in an area of our lives that we don't focus our effort on the way God goes about things approved unto God means using his ways it's an approved method an approved method of living in the kingdom of God is living according to his ways we, what was the church first known as they were known as the people of the way what are we studying we're studying God we're studying his nature his character we're studying the the magnificence of of his creation and the and the way that it came into being and the the, the brilliance of his of his the, of the gift of his son and the, the amazing power of the Holy Spirit that resides within each of us what an amazing thing to study what do we do once we study then we go and prac sometimes prac in the church we we get around each other we look at each other it's such a blessing right now to see so many of you uh, in our in our food uh, our, our food outlet in the church just just spreading the love of the gospel to, to the people of Noosa. It's just an amazing atmosphere to seeing you all uh, just bringing that so much love at the moment. And, uh, you know, one of the sad things about this season that we're in, when it comes to an end, every, all, a lot of you guys are going to go back to work and we're going to miss you uh, and miss serving alongside of you. So, But we study God, then we go and prac, and then as we practice our faith, as we take risks, as we take steps, sometimes with each other, sometimes beyond, in that we find a vocation of God we find a, a calling of God on our lives and we step into that space a worker who does not need to be ashamed let me tell you this church shame is not found anywhere in near around Christ shame is only found in self shame is found in selfishness we feel ashamed when our purposes come out of self because when my purposes are selfish then i do something that becomes offensive or hurtful to you and that causes shame in my in my life but in christ there is no shame i end up in trouble when my work is dedicated to self and not to god what is the work well the work is simply to rightly divide the word of truth it says here not to invent a new gospel, not to cut up the gospel, not to divide it in part, but to distribute it, but to share the gospel that is committed to our trust in the right season. In the right season is very important. It says in Matthew 24, 45, Who then is the faithful and wise servant 
whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time. Requires great, great wisdom, great study and care to divide, to distribute, to share this word of truth rightly. Timothy's charged by Paul. He's charged by Paul to study hard, to show himself approved under God so that he's, that he's not only delivering truth, but he's delivering it in an approved way, in God's way. And here's the battle that we have. If we can speak truth, but if we speak that truth with anger or with spite or with jealousy or with pride or with anything other than the love of God, we take something that is holy. We take God's living word and we make it destructive. So church, let's make sure that the truth that we bring is in good season. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you're doing life and someone disrupts you, it, and you know, they disrupt you with something that may be true, but the timing is terrible and the season is wrong, it causes you to reject them more than to, to accept them. So let's seek the leading of the Holy Spirit. And let's seek wisdom so that when we deliver the truth, we deliver it in the right season with the right attitude, all for the glory of God and the well-being of the person that we're speaking to. Verse 16, But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. Now this is solid advice. Here's a great question to ask. Not only when you're, when you're listening to someone else, a great question to ask to who you're listening to, but also a great question to ask yourself when you're speaking. Where is the authority in this? What authority are you speaking from? Are you speaking from uh, your opinion? Are you speaking from your experience? Are you speaking out of God's word? Are you speaking from a perspective of science? You know, one of the greatest areas to me that of failings in this is the celebrity endorsement. Someone who's an authority as an actor or an actress over here comes over and endorses this magnificent skincare product because they, for some reason, are an authority. But as soon as money changes hands, the authority goes out the window because it, it is, it is a, it's an advertisement, not, a, not an authority, not someone who is an expert on the issue. So the, here's the question that we need to ask ourselves. Where is the authority that is being spoken? Because we, we think of, of, of profane and idle babblings as just waffle, as just, you know, just things that are irrelevant or superficial. But in reality... Sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's, the, it's our, our social commentary about life. It's our, we take something that someone's done well over here and we, we attribute their, their authority in that area so they must be an authority in every area. So ask yourself the question, church. What is your authority as you speak? When someone else speaks to you, consider what their authority is on the issue. Because sometimes people are speaking out of, out of pride, sometimes they're speaking out of fear, sometimes they're speaking out of their own explanation of their own experience. Profane and idle simply means worldly and entitled. And things that are worldly and entitled lead to more selfishness. It's a dangerous place that we find ourselves in church when we, when in an information age where we listen to so much information and, and defining whether someone's an authority or whether someone's not an authority is a very difficult thing to do these days. But we must go on that search for transparency around the source of truth, around the source of wisdom. Because it rolls on into verse 17 and it says this and it says, And their message will spread like cancer. 
Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. And when the, cost, when the gospel message becomes selfish, it talks about cancer. It's like, it's like rust in metal, isn't it? It weaks it weakens the structure of, of a, a solid piece of steel when, when, it, when, when, when it becomes rusty and, and, and information that is, that is a half-truth or a partial truth is like, rust, is like a rusty metal car. When errors or partial truths come into the church, they often spread quickly. Sometimes they don't, but they often spread quickly. It's a shame we can't get a, a face mask for uh for partial truths in the church isn't it because you know they, we talk about things that spread very quickly and we protect ourselves from those things but it's very difficult to protect yourself from a partial truth the only way that we can do it is to know this word so well to study this word so well when we see something that is partial that is false that is not true that's too that that brings me to a selfish way of looking at it we recognize it as as not the whole gospel Partial truths paralyze us, church. A great example is along these lines. We can be willing to believe enough of God to stay comfortable, but not looking deeper into the parts of God that require something of us. Remember we spoke about that transition from being a recipient of the mission of God to being a co-missioner with God. And sometimes we need to, we need to recognize that we're on that journey and we need to step in faith from a space of, of being a recipient of the mission to being a co-missioner in that space. Paul was strong on this, wasn't he? he? To the point where he even highlighted some people's names. We don't see a lot of, a lot of negative highlights of people's names in the, in the teachings of Paul, do we? But he was strong. And, you know, let me warn you, church, right now, like Paul did, seek the source of authority and truth from those people that you're listening to and make sure that when you're speaking, you're speaking from an authority that, that, that you are aware of, that you know and that you trust. I encourage you too, church, listen outside of your desires from time to time. Listen outside of things that you agree with to sharpen you, to, to challenge your own paralysis. Sometimes we get, we get paralysis in the information that we listen to because we only listen in one direction. We love something and be, the beauty of, a beauty of the online world that we have now is we can listen in one direction for the rest of our lives without budging off it. That's how much there is in every direction. I challenge you to get off your, to, 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 to break the paralysis of your listening by listening outside of your area of agreement and outside of your, your area of desire. And, and 2 Timothy 4 charges us in this area. It says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from truth and be turned aside to fables. We need to preach the word, church. Remember, the church is meant to be the pillar and the ground of truth. Not popularity, not wealth, not health, but truth. Jesus said those amazing words, I have come that I may testify to the truth. 
Now, I ask for that challenge on us as well. Please challenge us. Challenge the substance of the messages you hear from us. We want to be clearly preachers of the word. We want to be pillars of truth in our community. We don't want to be pillars of popularity. We want to be pillars of truth. So challenge us. Test us. Get into the word. Test the messages that you hear and challenge what you hear. Why? Because partial truth teaching from the likes of Philetus and Hymenaeus actually overthrows the faith of people. When we get caught in a partial truth, we can, we can lose our faith. And people lose their faith most often in church life and in their lives because their faith was established on a partial truth, not on the truth. If we get caught in a gospel that is, that is, that is holy and solely for us instead of us being holy and solely for God, we're getting a partial truth because God has given us everything. But he also requires us to give him everything of ourselves. It's a strong chapter, church. It's a great challenge for us in this season to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I encourage you and I exhort you to lean on God right now. Lean into his word, into his prayer. May your life be a life of worship. May each day, may you get up and dedicate that day to the Lord's glory and to the well-being of those around you speak truth in love and in the good seasons of life that they that 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 people can hear at church how do we do this we continue to strive to be strong in the grace that is in christ jesus why don't we pray this morning father we become we come before your throne of grace we come to step into the substance that is only found in your kingdom. We want to walk in your truth. We want to strengthen ourselves in your grace. Lord, we want to study to show ourselves approved workers unto you. We want to be able to distribute and share the gospel of truth to those around us, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would infill us afresh this day. Lord, infill us afresh this day with boldness and with courage to step into that space, Lord, where you can use us, Lord. Lord, we're, for those of us who, are, who have been recipients, Lord, and you're calling us to be co-missioners with you, Lord, I ask that wherever they are right now, wherever you are, Lord, may the Lord bless you, may he strengthen you, may, may he give you visions to step into faith. Lord, we want to be called the people of the way. May your way be our intent. We glorify you. We praise you. We honour you. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.